Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Made and Paid show. I'm here with Professor Dreg Zach again, back with another episode. Today's episode marks episode number 50 of American Made and Paid. Can you believe that? We have been going for 50 episodes strong, and for all of you loyal supporters and listeners out there, I just want to say I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I know that sometimes we go off the rails a little bit here, but no apologies, because that is what we do, is we dispel ideas and get into discussions that you don't normally hear on typical you know, political or social talk shows. Um, one thing I want to say is that the American Made and Paid show is slowly growing, and with all of you guys' support, we average at around 100 downloads per episode, which is amazing. If you haven't done so already, please navigate over to the iTunes, Apple podcast section and leave us a review. A written review would be nice. You don't have to say very much, but we would really appreciate it. It would help the podcast rank as it continues to grow. Here's to 50 episodes more, and when we get to that 100-episode milestone, that'd be really awesome. We'll have some exciting changes. But one thing I wanted to get into in today's topic is to kind of take a little bit of a step back uh, from just the current problems that are plaguing our current culture, especially in America here, not just politics, but social, but talk really about solutions. Um, some of you may not know this, and I know a lot of you YouTube listeners out there have always said, hey, you know, you should be in politics. You know, you can talk really well. And you know what I always say to those people? That does not qualify me for being in politics. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, you got a following. Oh, Candace Owens should be president. Really? No, 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 no. Solutions. You got to have solutions. So one of the things that I decide, decided to bring up today for this particular topic is education reform. Yeah, we can talk about immigration being a huge problem. We got, you know, there's, there's ways to alleviate that. We can talk about all this. But if we're talking strictly from education, perhaps... Uh-oh. <laughs> trying to talk here <laughs> from a from a I would say from a, funny I know I know but from a from an educational standpoint what I was going to say at the local and state levels what we need to mandate in schools is a standardized structure in which just as commonplace as math and science classes are we got to have required personal finance and marriage and family dynamic classes within all schools in the United States. Personal finance as part of economics and math and uh, marriage and family dynamics as part of psychology and sociology. And I would think that when you implement that and it's standardized, whether or not kids decide to roll with it or not, they're going to be better educated. The reason why we have so much debt in America is because people are not educated and are not financially literate. That's just a fact. You got more people in debt. You know, what is it? Like, Eight out of 10 of Americans don't even have $1,000 set aside for emergencies. That's one thing. But marriage and family dynamics is the other complement to that because you build something with somebody, right? 
and you understand the true nature of marriage and family law, how the court system may screw you over if you don't do it. And then all the reasons why you should do this and not have, and, and it's not the same as sex education. I just want to make that very, very clear. It's marriage and family dynamics, what that means, the benefit, you know, and people don't have to go with it, but it needs to be required teachings in schools. That's my solution for education to some degree. And it's still a, a raw thought, but I think that if I ever was in politics, that's what I propose as one of the things. Okay, so my question, my first question would be, those sound good, but what would be in the, like, what would you teach in family dynamics? So here's the thing. You can talk about, about and here's, here's the deal, because my original thought was, up until 100 years ago, Christianity and all that kind of stuff was still taught in schools, right? Maybe America's not ready for that to be 100% reintroduced and easily assimilated, even though that's where we should go with this. But the family unit, statistically, with success in America when there was a stable family unit, because right now with you know, teenagers getting knocked up in, in, and, you know, single parent households and everything. I think what would be taught are sociological studies, right? Kind of like what Thomas Sowell, Professor Thomas Sowell would, would teach in his books, but mm-hmm. taught in schools. The reality of the, the burden, right? The economic burden so of coming from a single parent. Thomas Sowell's books? Okay, so for example, right? To remain uh, in a good financial standing, not find good financial standing, but you would not be economically poor for one of these three reasons. And they can go into all kinds of details about this. Hey, you where, did the white, white supremacy system. I know. Okay, time. <laughs> the first thing here being, number one, you got to make sure that you at least graduate high school. Very, very basic. I know that doesn't seem like rocket science, but at least graduate high, high school and why. These are the stats because you can get jobs. You don't have to go to college. At least graduate high school. I think the, the reason why I say that too from my observation is there's a lot of pressure surrounding higher education. There just is, right? And it's not necessarily in everyone's best interest, but you got to at least complete high school, bare minimum. Number two, don't have a kid out of wedlock, right? Do not have a kid out of wedlock. And that's just the basic thing there where, you know, families that have broken homes or single parent households are economically disadvantaged from a statistical standpoint than families that aren't. And the third thing here, maintain a full-time job. Actually go out and get a job and work full-time, even if it's minimum wage at first. And if you do those three things, you will not be permanently poor or economically disadvantaged in this country. And there's, there's a lot more to it. But those would be like some of the things that you would teach that not just relate to personal finance, but they also relate to how families work. So I don't know. That's, that's the first thing that I would propose. You know, they used to, like when I was in school, they actually used to have that. Yeah, I know. It was they called home that. economics. <laughs> That's right. Col- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, yeah. When I was growing up, they used to have home <laughs> economics and everybody learned how to balance a checkbook and all this other stuff. <laughs> but that was in elementary, but, or as we call middle school. But when you got into yeah. high school, they called it child development. And um, basically, they taught you, you know, like... I wasn't taught that stuff. Yeah, no, they, they got rid of that. Okay, so here's why they got rid of those classes. Because the reason why they don't teach child development or home economics... you don't get married no more. Well, no, because it's degrading. They would only, I guess, I mean, because, like, I didn't go to a fancy school district. Yeah. The fancy school districts where the rich kids went, they didn't have child development. So child development was only taught in poor schools where the likelihood of people getting pregnant or 
you know, yeah. So I don't know. So I guess they were being taught how to do their thing. Yep. You know, so, but then anyway, so for some odd reason, it became like those classes became a way of like saying like, oh, that's a racist class. You're trying to say that, you know, blacks or Mexicans, uh, they, they, you know, for whatever reason. Well, yeah, they're, they have a higher likelihood of bearing children despite being in a, you know, is that what you're referring to? Well, no, I mean, I honestly don't know why they got rid of those classes. But I'm because, you know, once I got out of school, that was it. I mean, I didn't like, oh, why? Why aren't these classes being taught in junior high or because I OK, so here's the thing. People. When I was growing up, people your age never thought about the high school experience or what how to make our society better. You know what I mean? Like when I was in my 20s, I, mean, I haven't thought about, you know, my schooling. Yeah. You know, since I was in school, like seriously, like uh, once you get into college, like, even like my degrees, like I said, I never paid for school because I was already working for the government and I used my government experiences to get my degrees. So, and it was, you know, you just go to the university, pay some minimal fee, and then you don't even go to class. You just write a paper and then, you know, then your boss submits your hours, you know, so for the exchange of whatever, and then you get yourself a degree. So it's like schooling for me was a whole lot different than it is for most people. And, and, and the other thing too, I have to say is the reason why, like I said, it's incredible people, you know, like, I, like I am a little shocked and uh, that, you know, people like you at your age are really concerned about these issues. So, the the major problem you're going to come up against is why did they stop teaching those classes? Because everything you're saying has already been done. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm not saying it's original. It, it is out there, but like... No, 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 no. It's not out there anymore, but it well, used to be... Right, right. You got to mandate that, that... Just like I said in the beginning that you need... You know how they used to have prayer in schools and they don't got that no more? Yeah, yeah. eventually I would bring that back. I would well, bring you know, America back to a, being a, a very Christian nation if I if I had influence in politics. I know it probably wouldn't be popular, but I also want to go about it the way I've been going about it, not like a oh, if you don't do this, God's gonna condemn you all. No, like you know, realistically, like, like hey, these are the benefits of doing it. People live happier well, lives. Yeah, You're not mad all the time. To bring, uh, if you really, really wanted to bring prayer back, the first thing you do is allow them to do the Pledge of Allegiance. That's you see, that's right. There's a step before that. Is that gone? I mean, when I was in fifth grade, we used to do that. Now we don't do that no more. Is is that true? Yeah, they don't do the Pledge of Allegiance. They don't do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. So do people okay, so let me ask you this question. Do people sit for the national anthem too? Does that happen now? No, that that just reminds me of that stupid soccer player. It's like Colin Kaepernick, the football player. Football player. No, 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 no. Soccer. There's a a female soccer player who doesn't stand for the national anthem in the World Cup or something like that. I don't know if you heard about her, but some some person. But anyway, so going back to these things, (laughs) the biggest problem you're gonna face. Yeah is getting it back into the schools because for some reason for some reason they took it out i don't know why but Mm -hmm. i do remember we were one of the last classes to have remember i told you how my christian mom 
mm-hmm. made me carry around these three eggs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not kidding. Like for a week, you got to stand around with three eggs. And no matter what you do, you got to have these eggs with you 24-7. And it's just like an experiment. Like what, and, and the, the whole purpose of that experiment is so you kind of understand what it's like to have children. And, uh, you know, and if you got to find, uh, if you're going to do something, you got to get a babysitter, da 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 this and that. And Sure, sure. No, and I literally got into a physical fight holding my three eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But what, what, what brought... But let, let's real quick, before we jump into that, what brought what we're talking about away from education? America was a better... No, but see, but that's my point. It was normal. When I was going through school in the 80s, that was normally taught. But then I guess I found out that, you know, it wasn't taught, you know, like at the better schools. So like, you know, and, and the thing is, Oh man. I mean, because it's just racial stereotype. Hey, why do the black kids got to learn this? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see white kids having to do this or the Chinese kids having to do this. Well, I mean, unless they're in our school, but you know, and, and like, uh, I hate to give away names, but, uh, certain rich area, like, let's just say, if we're talking about the Bay area, right. Cupertino is not the same as East Palo Alto. So Cupertino is home of the best school districts or not even the best school district. Cupertino has the best school district in the state. They have, you know, you know, when they do standardized testing every year, right, at, at elementaries. So eight of the top 10 school elementary schools are in Cupertino, the Cupertino school district. And like this one school, I think it's called, uh, I don't want to say, but I, they can look it up. People can look it up on the uh, internet. Yeah. You know, a thousand is a perfect score, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. their school on average get a thousand to nine hundred ninety-nine. Anywhere in between there, every single year on the standardized testing. And uh and eight of those schools are within nine ninety-five. <laughs> so that means every single child gets a perfect score on those standardized tests you know, to level. So, you know, so they measure like what are the best schools in the country and one of those. Okay. So another school outside of the Cupertino school district is in Santa Clara school district. And that school is like, you know, normally number two and three. Sure. Uh, sure. Like they, they get like nine, like a thousand nine ninety nine or nine ninety eight. So, but the, how they do it is considered what a lot of people consider like, and like the, like other parents in that school district hate it because they live from the age of kindergarten all the way until they graduate fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Those kids, they, they work in cubicles. Right. So they don't have cubicles, but they, the, the school makes the parents buy these peachy folders. And then the kids have to put the peachy folders up so they can't look to their neighbors to the left and right. Yeah, yeah. And it's a hardcore academic school. Mm-hmm. And because it's like a military style school, but it's not a military school, but it's just self-imposed. So, um, you know, all the parents agree to it. They all have to sign paperwork saying they're not going to sue or anything like that because it's antisocial. Mm-hmm. And all the parents are behind it in that neighborhood. So, I mean, it's not like a rich, I mean, it's in Santa Clara, so obviously it's rich, but it's not rich like Palo Alto rich or Cupertino rich. Right. It's just Santa Clara, which is, you know, eh, you know what I mean? It's just like San Jose. It's not like you got a lot of poor, a lot of rich, but anyway, so 
the pushback for something that's positive is really heavy. And, you know, but why Cupertino? Why does Cupertino have such high school districts? Because that is pretty much a Chinese city. Yeah. So uh, it's just, I mean, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal, and it, I th- it's literally titled White Flight in Cupertino or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing that a while back. Yeah, that's a real article written in the, like, 90s or something like that about sure. the success of Cupertino and how all the Chinese people made it so competitive that all the whites left. <laughs> yeah. They just left. So, uh, you know, but... You know, it's it's really is based on the community because education isn't a state issue. The governor doesn't control the local schools. Every school district is controlled by the local school board. So what what constitutes? I know you're right, and that's why you got to have all these parents that have to get on yeah, board so and vote on it. And what yeah. you're talking about is great. So Maybe. like, it's going to be hard for you to implement well, so, home so economics again. You would have to justify. Okay, so like the question is right. Why do what what like for example, you know how a lot of kids are mandated to have to take certain exams, and it's like you know obviously reading and math is required. Yeah. Okay, so the mandates yeah that are done at the state level actually lowered the requirements at the local level. Oh, okay. So I see. If the local level was mandating the kids to graduate with that least, cause like when I was in, in high school, you had to have grad, like if you didn't take algebra one, yeah. By the time you graduate as a senior, you couldn't graduate. And then, but the state mandates are a lot lower. So they, they do this test. And as long as you can graduate with like sixth grade math, you can graduate high school as long as you have all your credits. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. about right. Because my math is just about at a sixth grade level from what I can remember. <laughs> no, but everybody's math is like that. Yeah, yeah. Because like, even if you took, I took up to pre-calculus in school. I don't remember a damn thing. Like, it's yeah, just, no, because you're not, unless you use it. Unless you, you use, use it. It's it, like, I'm like, matrices? I don't know. I used to know this and I, I don't know it now because I don't practice. It's the truth. Nobody, like a lot of my friends yeah, who are taking calculus, they don't remember it because they don't use it. They do something totally different. Like all these doctors, they, they're not good at math because they forgot all their math and they don't know. They don't remember. Why would, why would you know yeah, math? Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. It, it's, it's un, unless you're an engineer or whatever, it's probably a little yeah. unreasonable. An astronaut. If you're an astronaut. Yeah, if you're an astronaut, you're not really doing that much math, but well, you're doing a lot of conversions. I heard. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of conversions because you gotta you gotta get the pressure down. You're looking at gauges all day. You're just like, dude, if this thing is off, we're all screwed. No, but see, but but my point is, it's not like an astronaut today isn't the same as being an astronaut thirty years ago because sure. the computers do. Yeah, everything. the computers do everything. Remember that scene in Apollo thirteen where Tom Hanks is like literally in the frozen cockpit and he's literally doing the math by hand. <laughs> and they're, they're they have scales right for all the conversions, all the different pitch and roll settings. Because yeah, no, I've right, never the, seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because, yeah, because and, and the, you know the computer was obviously the whole the size of the entire room, right? And this is this is seventies, yeah. so it's like. But now it's like, oh, all right, well, everything's computerized and automated. But anyways, that's besides the point. No, but it's, it's, it's the machines too like the mach- like if you know anything about the old school lathes and stuff like that you literally had to figure out the math you know yeah. by hand to to work those lathes and, yeah. and the gauges on the but now the lathes are all computerized and 
and oh my god it's so easy it's, it's not the same. I mean, you really, just like with architect, uh, yeah. like an architect requires math, mm -hmm. but not anymore. They got, I think they call it CAD or AutoCAD or something like that. I don't know. Like, yeah, but it's, something like that. The so, computer does all the drawings, but okay. So back to your. Yeah. Your, how would we get this reintroduced back into schools? Well, the first thing you're going to have to do is how are you going to tell everybody in the ghetto that it's not because of racism? Because that's what that's I, I believe that's why I mean, I don't know for sure, but my gut is telling me that the reason why and this is I can't verify this information off the top of my head because uh, I, I didn't prepare anything. But my thing is like this. Without a doubt, because I know for a fact when I was growing up uh, and I was going to school in the 80s, they they weren't teaching these types of like they didn't have home ec they didn't have you know uh child development in, yeah. in the fancy schools in places like cupertino yeah. why because in cupertino they were you know i mean going to a high school in cupertino is like going to a private school you get yeah. better education than you would a catholic well not better but equal education like at a, at a top um catholic school in sure. the sure and so like uh so you know but because i do know because a lot I'm of sorry, people we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something about the baby otherwise people are gonna complain yeah hold on yeah okay so anyway so so Professor the, uh, got his kid you guys just a heads up if you have yeah i know, I yeah, know. so is she louder than me yeah <laughs> interesting anyway so um but the thing is like this in places like Cupertino, that is mainly Asian, yep. they don't have the same problems as they do, like in the black areas or the Mexican areas, right? So, for whatever reasons, somebody went into these school districts and said, and I'm almost positive, like I know the dude too as well, but I don't want to say his name, but he's, uh, you know, we actually were classmates, and then, uh, you know, believe it or not, like, uh, What's his name? What the congressman, the Japanese dude? Oh, Mike Conda. Mike Conda used to be a high school teacher at Andrew Hill High School. <laughs> That's not the school I went to, but you know, like uh, so, a lot of these dudes from the ghetto uh, sure. got an education because of Mike Conda. So, and and the thing is like this: one guy I know who went to Andrew Hill. He went to Stanford and he actually went to Oxford in England. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, so people like that are very rare coming out of the ghetto mm -hmm. because it's just, you don't go to a, a place like Andrew Hill, which is one of the worst schools in the state. And you go to Stanford, you know, that's an affirmative action type of a move and blah, blah, blah. So, and the thing is like this, Wait, hold, hold on one second. Uh, uh, yeah, it's getting a little out of control. The point, this is like an important point I want to make, but yeah. because this is like, in order to implement your plans, like you got to understand like what it's like to go to a ghetto school versus, uh, uh, what I'm know, used to. Yeah. Like no. Hold on one sec. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, I mean, 
sorry guys for the baby i mean it does happen when professor drag has to babysit and do the show because we do it five days a week and he's a new father so do apologize for that if you guys made it to this point without tuning out i commend you um but yeah, I mean, this is something that we need to dive in and talk about a little bit more, which is how do we get some of these subjects that have been so far removed from our school system actually back into our schools? So the big thing here is going to be that. So go ahead. I just kind of talked yeah, yeah, while you were gone. Okay, but. so here's the thing. So when I was growing up, I got him like, this is the truth. It wasn't, you know... Like, I, you know, I barely graduated. I graduated with like a one point something. Wait, you know. I thought you were smart. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I, I wasn't going to school. I mean, I, I tried to drop out, but then the cops made me, you know, they I got arrested. And all oh, right, right. And then the courts made me go back in my senior year. Uh, I only did like, Jesus, I had no math. I, I just... um well, I actually did have math for a semester, but I, like I went to trigonometry for two weeks and, uh, uh, you know, God, I, I just sat there and I, and I got a, like, a, it was funny. Okay. This is like a quick story. So I was, uh, okay. So when I went back to school, <laughs> I like how you're just like, wait a minute. All right. <laughs> no, because this is like, cause people don't get what it's like to be in the ghetto. Yeah, I know. I'm still learning. That's why my thing is, seems a little bit, it's more coming from my history as opposed to, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. So like you're a black kid, like I'm mixed, you know, so I'm a, as they say, a black Tino. So like they forced, <laughs> me, they forced me to go back into school and, uh, you know, I used to ace all these math classes or whatever. It's easy for me. So well, uh, they put me in trig and I sat there and like, you know, they put me in the front of the class. I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm in the front. You know what I mean? So, and then but every <laughs> single person in that classroom was Asian. You know, whether they're Vietnamese, I mostly, I would think Vietnamese, but, you know, because I don't think Chinese went to that school. But, you know, it was all these Asian kids, you know what I mean? And then like, there was one Mexican guy and, uh, yeah, I think there was only one Mexican dude, you know, and everybody else is Asian. So, you know, my teacher, you know, took a test. I sat there for two days, took a test. I got like, you yeah. know, like, uh, 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 I think my test score was 87. And then he goes, the teacher goes, you know, Drag here was in this classroom for two days and he got like an 87. I would normally say that he would cheated. <laughs> off of you know some vietnamese name but he got an 84 <laughs> i don't know how that's even possible and he goes how'd you get an 84 and this guy's only here for two days and he gets an 87 and he goes and then he you know shaming the kid in the in the behind me ah the thing is like this and i'm thinking i don't want to be here in this classroom you know what i mean if the teachers are doing i mean i i get the teacher was doing what he was doing to try to motivate the kids but i'm thinking i don't want to be here you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know anybody here. Nobody speaks English. <laughs> it's like, he, I mean, although the class is being taught in English, but man, he had to speak really slow for the other kids. And I'm thinking, man, this is like the worst experience of my, of my life. But on the other hand, uh, they, like the judge made me, uh, like I had to do drama, public speaking, like be a TA, like a teacher's assistant and help, you know, like I had to be around other kids. Like they were forcing me to be around other kids. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I was like, I don't want to 
So how does this relate to what what goes on in the ghetto? Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> they don't care about academics. Like nobody ever thought and say, "Hey, this guy got an 87 in his in his trig and he was only here for 2 days. How is he doing this?" Nobody ever catered uh a curriculum for me for being smart. Right. Like you know, the, the only thing they were concerned with was me making grades so I could run. Ah, that that's was, right. You were a track guy. Yeah. Yeah. They never, and, and that's why I graduated to 1.7 because it was like, you know, <laughs> I totally bombed my, all the fine. I didn't even take my finals. So like I flunked out basically, but you know, when you average it all out, I got a 1.7. I got all of my things. So the main problem is this. It is like, if you're looking at it from the perspective of a black kid. Yeah being taught how to hold eggs pretending to be children why am i being taught that when the other kids in cupertino or palo alto are learning about you know rocket science like literal rocket science right they're being taught that they're not taking home economics they're not taking child development classes you know what i mean so I mean, you have to really look at that and that's an issue that needs to be addressed because I sat there and I'm thinking, you know, this is like a classroom full of dummies. I don't want to be here. They don't know how to speak English, but I get it. They're Vietnamese and they didn't really know English because they just barely got there. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It was like, you know, they were dumb. All the kids were dumb. And (laughs) (laughs) No, but think about it. I was there for two days. I get an 87 without even trying. And this kid was here this whole entire year because, you know, by the time I got back to school, it was like, you know, April, you know, so April is almost the end of the school year. And this guy's only getting an 84. He doesn't know. You know what I mean? That's insane. Like intriguing. It it, it almost like it wouldn't compute for certain people like in their heads as to why they're taking certain courses. And I mean, more so. What I'm saying is, no, this is what I'm saying. You really have to be dumb if you have to take home economics. <laughs> Seriously, it, it's like you can't teach this at high school. You what? can't teach. Child, no, it's not. Look, come on. If if you honestly are so stupid that, but come see, on. these are the types of things that should be taught at the elementary level. See, because you know, like in when you're a fourth grader, you should be taught about home economics, how to balance a checkbook. What do your parents do? You know, like to put a roof over your head. This is the type of things that, you know, as you get older, these are the things, because if you're learning this in high school, it's conditioning you to honestly believe you have no future. (laughs) No, because think about this. And we talked about this yesterday because I had this big uh, meeting yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, and we literally spoke about this topic. Right. Well, right. I brought it up. I'm like, you know, and, and we talked about this over the phone uh, uh, several times. The problem I have with black people and how they do like black businesses, how government promotes black businesses and things like that is because, and I'm going to speak about San Francisco specifically. I don't know about other cities. But in San Francisco, they have a state-owned building that literally has four bars in it. And they want to turn that place with four bars into a place where black people can go and learn how to balance a checkbook or fill out an application, right? That's, 
that's the black community in San Francisco. That's what they want. Hmm. So how does that start? How does that mentality start? That mentality starts because in black schools, they're being taught home economics. And the thing is, in reality, school is for academics. You have to learn your math. You have to learn your science, the hard sciences. You have to learn about, you know, whatever. But if you're going to teach things like home economics and things like that, it has to be done at a young age. Mm, You know, instead of teaching them about sex education at a young age, teach them about what they see. They go with their parents to the grocery store. So they can learn about that. They can learn about that stuff because why? The math is applicable for a second grader. No, like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. In the second grade, this is when you learn how to do, you know, work with decimals. Yeah. Right? 50 Percentages. Cents, 50 decimals, exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's, you have to, in my opinion, you have to teach these kids what you want to teach them at an elementary level so they have enough common sense when they start work, I mean, I don't know, but oh, okay, okay. So you mentioned a crucial, crucial, crucial word there, common sense. Yeah, no, but but the thing is like this: this teaches common sense when you get a job. So I literally started working in the eighth grade, through, and because in the old days there was a, a government program called Speedy. Yeah. So if you're like coming from a broke family, you can get a job, and uh, so and this is why I'm I'm so against welfare. Because Speedy was literally a place where they taught kids how to work from the eighth grade all the way until they finish high school. If you know, for the summers, in the summers when there's no school, you get a job. So if you're taught home economics in elementary school, when you get your paychecks, you start understanding why taxes are being removed and not to blow your money and all this BS because (laughs) you know, because come on, think about it. Why in the hell? would you let an eighth grader, ninth grader start working? Because they're going to give it to their parents. You know what I mean? That's basically what we did. Like all the speedy kids just gave the money to their kids. I mean, gave their checks to their parents. Right. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, there was a lot of things wrong with speedy, but, (laughs) but, but, but the concept is actually smart. But it should be for kids who are literally homeless. Like the homeless kids should be given these opportunities to work, save their money, and and maybe start paying rent and do all this other stuff. Because there was a lot of kids who were 14, 15 who were emancipated because they honestly understood how to save their money and pay rent, get a room, pay rent. But, you know, but if you're learning home economics in high school, it's too late for you. Because, you know, it, it's school is not for that. I mean, yeah. I didn't care about holding eggs. Why? Because the court made me do it. Like, if I didn't hold eggs, I had to go to jail or juvenile hall. You know what I mean? So I had an option. Go back to school and carry three eggs. Right. <laughs> and, but see, that's why I always hated Christianity. Because my Christian parents were like heavily involved in teaching home ec and things like that. You know, and... And I always felt that that's for the dummies. Like all the dumb people needed stuff like that. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, I don't want to go to jail. And the judge is saying I'm some sociopath. And so, and he wants to integrate me back into, you know, childhood, I guess, with other kids. I mean, I still don't, I mean, oh, God, that was such a waste of time. <laughs> but no, I mean, because you know what? Like if somebody would have, because this is why, like, I guess I'm an angry person. Because if somebody would have sat me down 
and said, you know what? You excel at math. You excel at sciences. Like, I don't know why, but you're 16 years old and you're dissecting or, you know, you're working on a, on a cadaver. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and how is this even humanly possible with your background? So somebody should have sat me down and said, hey, look, you know, focus on this, focus on that, blah, 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 blah. But they never did. They put me back <laughs> and told me to hold eggs or told me, you know, just, well, you know, you know that, that, that actually, some kids. Yeah, this is a good segue because that that's obviously I gave my, my, my idea as to, you know, how to bring this back. And that actually opened up another thought that I had, which is how education gets administered because what you just said right there is probably indicative of like i'd say 75 percent of kids in math class it's not that and i know this for a fact because both my teachers were math teachers and this is what they've said this is one of the nice things where i can actually they can say this from you know their combined 40 years of experience or whatever where it's like with kids that take math for example right it's just not one of those things that every kid feels like they get off the bat you get it whatever but there's it's a two-way streak there are the kids that are very very gifted in it right and they don't really get that kind of support because maybe there's prejudice and they don't really know how to handle it the, the teachers don't know how to reinforce that behavior like man you're, you're these are these are your strengths like you excel in this and then there's kids where it's like they don't quite get it and the teacher's just not quite patient enough. And here's the deal. All the kids that I know that excelled at math, that grow up and become math whizzes, like, hey, you're, you're good at math. It's not because they had an innate ability that they were good at math. It's because it was taught to them by someone who was patient and showed them. And then when they go, wow, I love math, it's because you had a teacher that was patient. A lot of people hate math because their teachers are like, you just don't get it. You know well, what I mean? But, that's how, no, that's how it works because not everybody no, just has think that. About this. You remember Andrew Yang? Yeah. Okay. What's his big thing? The IB whatever, right? UBI, universal basic. UBI, UBI, universal. But see, education is much like UBI. See now, in UBI, you're given money. And then you, for no reason. So most people are going to take that money and blow it on hookers and drugs. I'm convinced of that. (laughs) Me too. Even if you don't like hookers, you only get an extra 1500 bucks. I'm going to go to the strip club just to go check it out once. You know, like you're going to do something stupid with that money because that's what people do when money's free. Yep. So education is much like UBI in the ghetto. So, because God, because I hate to say this, but I remember this one dude and because uh, I remember, like I grew up with him. I know him, right? You know, so I, I remember him from elementary school. I didn't see him much of him in middle school. Uh-huh. Um, but we went to elementary school together. Okay. So, uh, well, we went to elementary, I, I, like for two years, I, cause I remember him from third and fourth grade. Uh huh. So this kid was just as smart as me. You know, we had, you know, so I knew he could do French fractions and division and, and ratios and things like that. I knew he could because I remember him doing it with me. Because like in the old days, our teachers, like we'd have competitions, like it was called around the world. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, So you, with the flashcards and things like that. So, and we were doing ratios like that. And, uh, so that was always the best, but you know, I don't want to say his name, but he was a really good, like track star. And, uh, he was pretty good. Like he was like maybe the third, like there was this girl and then she was like, you know, it was first me. And then this girl, and then this this guy, 
Right. So when I get, so my senior year, like, so it's been a couple of years, you know, like I've never seen him. Like, I don't know what happened to him after fifth grade because my life and his life are totally different. But then in high school, you know, we, I knew him from, uh, you know, I ended up at his school for high school and, uh, oh my God. So, you know, I had to be a TA. Mm-hmm. So when I go in there and I'm thinking, there was this computer program and, and he was literally doing the same old stuff. Like there was, a, it was like this fraction. So you have to hit the thing like a video game where you would destroy the fraction that was close to this one ratio thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, dude, I said, this your math class or are you just playing a game for fun? He's like, no, this is for my class. This is what I, you know. If so I, he's learning differently. No, he was doing the same crap for since no, the but, fourth grade. But it was it was different in that regard. It was fun, right? No, no, no. Well, see, that's my point. He was just playing a video game to get these credits to graduate high school. And yeah, yeah, that's point. what I'm saying. Yeah. But here's my point. If the requirements to graduate high school only allows you to have like a sixth grade math level, mm-hmm. you're not gonna like come on. Oh, I don't want to keep wanting to say his name. But this guy, I was called track star. Track star was at the <laughs> same math level since he left fourth grade, and now he's a senior in high school, and he's still doing fourth grade math. How is that humanly possible? It's not, unless these people are just being graduated for no reason. So if you're, if you know you're going to graduate, why work hard? That's true. That's true. That's a good that point. I didn't think so, of that. Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's like if a mandate for you to graduate high school is to take home economics, come on, that's like a really low bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're <laughs> like high school is going to be what I seen. And I think that was like the beginning of the end. Cause like, I wish I was more involved in high school, but you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, you, you know, know whatever you know, because it yeah it's mean, whatever you know yeah like i i didn't start getting serious about my education until after i dropped out of track yeah so there was like a silver lining with you know why i dropped out of track was i focused on education like for reals i sat down and i started to study and uh but yeah so like dropping sports was probably the best thing for me but that said uh I still don't know why nobody ever decided to teach these kids anything at the schools I went to because this dude was smart and all of a sudden now he's still working on ratios, but they put it on a computer program. So now it's fun. And it's like, so he's just sitting in there and cause you know, it was like a tutoring thing and I'm thinking, so he does this, he gets to run. And, uh, and that was the whole thing. Like as long as our GPA was over 2.0, but at 2.0 and what? And that's what I was telling the teachers. I was like, cause you know, like, the our principal was a really jerk. And, uh, and I was like, I don't get it. And it's like, this guy's able to take fractions. How come I got to sit in, in some kind of bonehead class? And he goes, because once you take a class, you can't go backwards. So a lot of these kids, don't ever move forward because they want to be guaranteed that easy class. Even if you get a D, you still get credit, (laughs) but you don't move forward. If you get a C, you move forward. 
Sure. But if you get a D, you don't move forward, but then you could still graduate and get the credits. Man, so I'm starting to see a more broad breakdown picture as to how classes are administered. And also just because here's the deal, right? You could put all this stuff in school without the effort and all that kind of stuff. It just, you know, eh. Like all these things are made available to folks, but they won't always take advantage of it 100%. Well, see, but but let's go back to to what you're saying. How would you implement it? Well, it was taken out because that person I was telling you about from that from Andrew Hall High School, a lot of people from Andrew Hall High School because of my conda got involved with local politics. Mm-hmm. And they started controlling the uh education system so with that article coming out about white flight and then you couple that with the low expectations of the hood come on i mean if you really look at it it really does seem like a racist thing it's like oh man why do the black schools got to learn how to you know balance a checkbook and and learn about family dynamics when all the chinese kids in the rich neighborhood don't have to do that yeah and that's the thing so it's like and you're going to get a lot of pushback from a lot of the chinese communities in that you know they don't have a problem with balancing checkbooks or keeping their families intact you know that's something you learn in saturday school you know because chinese go to saturday school (laughs) i'm not kidding you or it just happens at home it happens from observation none of this stuff is complicated when i bring this up i'm not saying it has to be an extensive thing but i think no 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 no, no. it needs to be an extensive thing it it doesn't have to back yeah yeah, but what i'm telling you about is the pushback you're gonna get see because it needs to be everybody needs to be taught this universally but not at high school not at junior high but honestly at the third and fourth grade level because it's a fun (laughs) way to learn about math it'll get more people interested in math like show them how to balance a budget how to balance a checkbook yeah definitely no no i remember like i would let people play pool to learn trigonometry seriously because there's all these angles and and, and, you know here's the thing that brings back childhood memories because the the most fun and the concept that stuck the most or when math became when math became a game when it got turned yeah. into some kind of game where it was not just more fun to learn but it was actually applicable cuz cuz the game made you have to think in realistic terms like how would you go out and use this in the world right and when it had that kind of thing obviously kids are going to be more responsive to it they're going to internalize that in fact i have there are games that i learned in math to this day that i kind of like use as you know what I mean? It's the foundational bedrock for how you count or whatever. And you know, I actually up until a while ago, I don't do it anymore. I still did my multiplication in Chinese in my head because it's faster. There's yeah. a way of learning where they're in tables. You gotta have them memorized. I did this back in local school. And if you do that, you can count out fractions and multiplications in your head. Not because I'm good at math, because I was taught that at the at the second grade level, where it's like yeah. once you know right. Yeah, yeah. You can actually you can come up with it because you can visualize the numbers. You're not going nine times eight is 63. I, I don't know. No, it's 56, 56. No, nine times eight is 72. <laughs> oh yeah. You're and right. Nine times nine is 81. 72, uh, no, no, you're yeah. right. Right. Wow. Wow. I'm, I see. That's what I mean. No, but, see, but I memorized my timetables when I was like in kindergarten or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We had and, to do it and, in first grade. It was kind of like a visual abacus. No, no but, th- but that's the point. If you memorize this stuff, like I might not have understood the concept of it, but I memorized it so everybody thought I was smart. Yeah. 
Because I still works. don't think I, I, I honestly, I, I don't think I understood. I just memorized it. And <laughs> I remember everybody, oh my God. Because like, you know, I was sitting in class because uh, I used to hang out with my sister all the time. And, uh, and I just blurted out the answer because one of the teachers, you know, because they were doing around the world. And I was in kindergarten and everybody kept messing up on eight times seven. Jeez. and then i was like 56 <laughs> and then they go oh this kid knows and ever since that attention i started you know i just yeah i just i don't know but anyway yeah, uh, but might be better back just to what you're saying the whole thing about uh making fun is real because the thing is like this the type of people that actually do math in their head and sit down and work on formulas yep something is wrong with them i guarantee you that People who learn math the way how I used to do it, it's because something is wrong with you in the real world. And huh. you're using your mind to escape whatever problems or issues that are around you. And that, that's a reality. So I, I believe, like, you know, all those kids in, in Palo Alto or Cupertino or whatever, they get to see real trig and calculus right. when they get to work with you know rockets or you know work on you know a roller coaster yeah. you know what i mean like they get to learn about math and you know like the type of math it takes to work because like you know that water uh you know disneyland how they have the uh water show yeah the, yeah, uh, World yeah, yeah. Of the, Colors. Fountain, the fountain type of that stuff. is really complicated calculus in order to figure that out to do that but mm -hmm. the kids at these rich schools get to actually do that. They get to put their math into real application. Uh, right? Yeah. And, and they, you know, and then if you make a mistake, guess what? You just rework your math to figure it out, to make it work. And, and so you're not really learning how to do the, um, like you're not memorizing the formula like the way I do. Like I memorize shit. I really <laughs> don't understand a lot of the concepts. But since I haven't memorized, I can figure it out a lot quicker than most people. So it's not that I'm smart. I just memorize things. And because I memorize things. And you've things, got a was, good memory. Yeah, you've got a good memory. Well, not just a good memory, but it was an actual escape mechanism. So people, ah. so like, and this, how does it apply? And this is why home economics needs to be taught at elementary. Because in elementary, you could see how to balance your checkbook in real life application when you're going with your mom, going with your dad, grocery shopping. Mm. And you can sit with your parents and say, hey, look, show me how to do this. You know what I mean? And that's like bonding time with your parents. You can't do that in high school. In high school, you and your parents are already fighting, you know, teenagers rebel <laughs> and things like that. It's just a reality. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's, 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 uh, so that's the thing. Home economics is something you can actually learn on a tangible, you know, it's tangible for these kids. It's something that you can do. And that's how you get around it looking like a racist thing. Because I honestly believe kids in high school shouldn't be learning home ec or, or learning about ratios. They should honestly be learning real math through playing pool or figuring out the trajectory of a basketball. Yeah. Or, you know, blowing up rockets or even making a pipe bomb. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand 
why you can't because you know we used to make pipe bombs all the time in high school <laughs> i think uh, i didn't want to get into it because we blew up somebody's car before uh just you know for the sake i mean we're stupid kids but anyway uh but you know that should be taught yeah. you know like how do you make soap that should be taught in chemistry class how do you make a bomb you know you could teach that in, in chemistry you could teach all kinds of things that have real world applications because why would you need to learn how to make a bomb? Well, in construction, you know, you demolitions. You, yeah. For, for, you know, yeah. you can make a little bomb and just make a little hole, you know, on, on and the earth to, to, instead of like digging, you could just make a little bomb and blow it up and, and make your, life a lot easier because come on if you ever work a jackhammer you know how strong you gotta be yeah that thing i think after 10 seconds it would reset your shoulders you know like yeah break your spine if you're not strong enough but you know <laughs> why can't you make a little bomb that's why diamond dynamite was invented anyway it was for demolition and to break up the earth so you could put these deep poles and and put concrete in it that makes or, sense you know yeah. So any, but you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of things, but you know, because, Oh, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Accidents happen. You, you might lose a fingertip. I remember when my dad sawed off his fingers, you know, because, uh, you know, my dad was old. Um, and, uh, you know, I, when I had, you know, when I had the house and everything, I, I let my dad, you know, my dad was living with, with me and, uh, you know, but, you know so he was like my dad by training he's an engineer and all this other stuff so he was working on one of the lathe machines and and like a saw and just sawed off his fingers to his fingertips you know working on some stuff and you know because you know, that's what old people do you know what i mean so i'm like okay we gotta get rid of <laughs> yeah these that's machines. what old people do they just saw off their fingers <laughs> no well because like if you got a strong mind you want to always work your mind. So my dad was the type of person who would just like, man, like one day he just took apart the dryer and I'm thinking, Oh man. So instead of getting mad or anything like that, I was like, you know what? Just put it back together. <laughs> he knows, Oh, this thing is not working too well. And I, I want to replace one of the parts. And I'm like, yeah, when are you going to do it? But it took him like three months, but he still did it. You know what I mean? He's like, I totally know that old. type of old person who will just like kind of look at something and take it apart and be like, where does this thing go? Why did yeah, I do that? You know what I mean? Like, but that's just why the, did you do that, uncle? <laughs> like, you don't go taking things apart. Yeah, but see, but when you learn how to use your hands as a kid, you never stop. It's your entire yeah. life. You're always going to be tinkering. And that's what people, that's what home economics to a, fourth grader or third grader will help them do because it's not like when they go grocery shopping they're not like oh hey guess what this you know frosted flakes is free no they realize hey look this frosted flakes is 3.99 at walmart and it's the same box is 6.50 at safeway that's why we don't go to Safeway. And this is why we, because of home ec. And you learn these things, these concepts at home ec. And that should be taught at the third or fourth grade level. But if you're in high school and you can't figure out that you want to buy the cheapest thing, mm -hmm. you know, versus the most expensive thing, or realize if you want to spend, you know, if you want to avoid all these ghetto ass people, you go spend a little more to go to a fancier store. Like you have to learn these things in home ec but like in high school they should have things like junior achievement 
Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what junior achievement is, but junior achievement was this program where they teach you how to run businesses. I feel like it rings a bell, but I'm not too sure because it's been, you know, I don't. Yeah, like I, I don't. I, I yeah, and remember. also here's the thing. I was brought up about we had we had another class. Now that it kind of stirs the memory when I was growing up in the East. Because here's the thing: I, I had the benefit and the privilege of of growing up in both the American school system, a, an American school system, a British school system, and an Asian school system. So, um, one thing that they had back in 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 a local school they had okay so like the muslims were like had to go do their their prayer time because you know i went to school at muslim <laughs> no no there was prayer time at, at one point in school and they would all go pray you know because muslims right and we would take a class on ethics and morals but it was not ethics and morals like socrates it was like like it was kind of like some of the, the base points of of uh like how, what your role is in a family and like how to, how to treat people right. And it was a real, like, it was a real relationships type class, except very, very elementary, but applicable. So yeah, I don't know why the, they didn't let the Muslims take that class, but. <laughs> no, I, I tell, I'll tell you why, because they're too busy molesting, but. Uh, okay. Okay. That's a, that was a joke, but. <laughs> no, but. No, Nothing but, held back. Nothing no, held back. The, the real reason why, uh, <laughs> no, because that, that joke is really based on a little bit of truth. I'm telling you now. Yeah, I know. But it, that was, that was, <laughs> that was, whew. No, but because in Muslim countries, it's really hard to convict child pedophiles because it, it's just, you know, they, they purposely make it really difficult to convict a, a pedophile in yeah. Muslim countries. And, uh, and that's why, that's where that joke comes from. But anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but the thing is, they're really strict about, about, uh, prayers and they, they, they don't want to be indoctrinated with, uh, other people's religions. Yeah, so, that's so when they do their prayer time, that's when they, cause I'm telling you, I sent you that video, that, that three-year-old kid, you know, and, and she knows it. And that guy, the father's all yelling at her, you know what I mean? And, uh, oh my God. <laughs> But they, they, they look because in your ethics class, they're not teaching you that Jews are like evil and Christians are the confused. You know, they're not going to say that in your ethics class. But in Muslim prayer time, they will teach you that. They will say specifically that Jews are, you know, condemned by God and we got to kill them. And, you know, Christians need to be enslaved because they're confused and they don't really know the word and so that's why they enslave christians and kill jews <laughs> because that is kind of funny it's like you know according to their prophet or their their philosophy the jews have already been condemned by god so that's why they got to kill them but the christians have not been condemned so therefore they're going to be enslaved if they don't convert because they're confused so they have to be slaves and eventually they will learn and and they, they can be saved <laughs> that's funny so, and that's why they don't muslims would go off on their own they don't pray with other people because they don't want to be indoctrinated with with the idea that you're supposed to love one another that makes which sense. goes back to uh um oh god like that totally reminds me 
Uh, well, we have to stay on track, and you got to wrap this up because I got a call. But go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, no, because I really almost said something about Slap City, but uh, you know, like Slap. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, no, because like Slap City is like the only place on Earth where like the only way to get along is there's no government there, but you have to respect one another. But anyway, but but going back to the the classes, look, those are all great ideas, but it has to be implemented at the early age. Got and it. it has to be implemented to everybody where it's academic. Because if you're doing it for social issues or social... You're going to get people not with different gonna pass. Yeah, it's not going to pass. Because it, it's... But that's a, see, but that's a good idea. It should be taught. Family ethics should be taught. But see, you're at this class. See, because this is way too short. Like, this topic is way too intense for a one-hour thing. But, but see, what you're talking about with ethics, and that should, there should be an ethics class taught in high school along with civics like civics well it depends like american civics or like european civics like they should break it down to how every system works in australia in england in you know the european union or like spain whatever they can go individually so they should have certain things and have an ethical aspect to that right like think about this why is it okay for uh, Omar, Senator Omar, not Senator, uh, Representative Congresswoman Omar mm -hmm. to be married? To her brother. Yeah, well, yeah, to her brother, but yet filed taxes with another man. You know what I mean? She's yeah. already married to this one guy, whether it's her brother or not, who knows? But you know what I mean? Why is she doing that? Why is she doing those things? And so they should talk about the ethics of it. They should talk about what should happen to people when they do something wrong. Should we vote for people like that? Or, th you know what I mean? Like ethics, like, so she's willing to do that lying, cheat her way into the country. You know, is that a good message? Is that who we want representing us? So that they should have. Yeah. Ethics. And they should do that with not, not just in Americans, but the people from America should learn all of that. So whether it's Australia, Europe, you know, Asia, Japan, whatever, you know, we should learn about other people's government systems and talk about ethics, you know, so that way people can understand socialism, communism. They have to understand that. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, but, but that's yeah. the thing. So things like that should be taught in high school, but in elementary, home ec, all that other stuff has to be taught at an elementary level. Those are good ideas that will work, but you got to, the first thing is how to combat the pushback because everyone's going to be against it everybody because nobody wants to be better they want to be worse <laughs> unfortunately that's the reality of a lot of americans today but you guys i hope you guys got something out of today's show be sure to again leave a review on itunes if you haven't done so already this is 50 episodes in really excited for 50 more and we'll see you all soon